today I would like to discuss <clears throat> how can a person sweeten their life? In Chassidus, we call this Hamtukis Hadinam, sweeten the din. That means judgment, hardship. See, every day a person has some pain. There's no day that you don't escape some pain, no matter how great the day is. It's a day that you're getting married, you marry off a child, a day that you, good news. Every day has its pain. That's, that's the reality. You get disappointed, you might have a stomachache, you might have an, an annoyance. Generally speaking, you, we overlook it because, you know, that's what it is, what it is. You know, <clears throat> it's, you would put things in perspective. Sometimes things bother us, for another person would be laughing. That's bothering you? I was thinking to myself, I had to rent a car. Being tall, I was very uncomfortable with you. And I was thinking to myself, a generation ago, two generations, they would wish they could sit in an uncomfortable car. Here I was a little quetchy, being tall and not being so comfortable. Other people, I have a car. Comfortable, not comfortable, I have a car. They didn't think twice. So it's often pain is also relative. But besides, we do have pain, serious pain sometimes. So the question is, how to be, it's called in Chassidus, mamtik eshadinam, sweetening the harshness of life. I want to tell you a very, very interesting thing, which is many, many of the Chassidus Shorem explain. It says in the week's Pasha, which just we read, Hashem says, Yom Hashem al Moshe, boy al paroi, I want you to come to Baroi. I harden his heart. Shem hardened his heart. There's label of man. She see, I should be putting a suicide, these miracles. These be boy into him. Very interesting language. The one who I hardened his heart because I want harsh judgment for them. Very interesting. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to maybe address later the, the depths of this Pasik, but I want to take what the Chassidim bring down from the result. The Shem Elekim is made up of two words. It's Eila is a word, and me, the, it's Elekim is Eila. Take the word Elekim, the first three letters is Eila. Then it's Yud Mem, the last two letters which makes it me. Paroi kept on asking, me u me ahochem. Who is going? You're asking to leave Egypt, to go worship Hashem, me. He also says, me Hashem. Who is Hashem? Hashem Who is he that I should listen? So really, Paroi was busy with me. Paroi did not believe that Hashem watches the world and takes care of it. His belief was there was a creator. He abandoned the world. No, he's not, even, not involved. You know, it's like a, the, the carpenter who made this table. 
doesn't even know where the table is. That's why they believed. He made the table, created the table. It's lasting, but he's not involved. He lets things ride. Let it, let it, someone says, told me once, America said, let the chips fall where they're supposed to fall. Let it be, you know, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. It's, you know, truth is, we see, you know, if you watch life, it, it, to me sometimes, it's amazing how we still exist. You know, people are busy saying it's a dysfunctional family. The whole globe is dysfunctional, and it still exists. They were busy with the, uh, you know, all these chemical. The world is still existing. It didn't fall apart, and we still have, uh, you know, whatever. Life is more beautiful, much easier. We have it than anyone ever had it. It's the reality. We're busy about being. We're busy. We are worrying about things that we we don't know what we're worrying about. Truth is, the Rebbe Shlom runs the world, but Paroi. Belief was, and unfortunately the Jewish people didn't believe in the Hashgacha Proteus. That Hashem is watching you every moment. He's there, right there with you. And that's what Hashem says, Laman, Shisi Asoisai Eila, I need to put Eila means this is from Hashem. Eila means this comes from Hashem. If you add Eila to <coughs> To the to the mem yud becomes elakim, elakim represents the midas hadin, the harshness. Elakim means judgment. That means we have hardships, pain, emotional, physical. We name it. You know, we, we there's disappointments in life. That's the elakim, the harshness of life. The 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 what we call to sweeten the life is is the more you realize that Hashem is watching you, the Eila, it makes it, sweetens the thing. You know, to make this in a more practical way, someone is ill, and the fact that you're just sitting there with the person takes away the pain. It's, it's amazing. I, I see that when my wife was ill, it was just, I didn't have to say anything. Not a word, just someone sitting there. Someone else sometimes even sitting there, you know, it just takes the pain away. It helps them cope with the pain. The more deep way, much, much, much deeper is when you realize that Hashem is there. See, when the more we take Hashem into ourselves, the more the, it's called the Hisgalas, the Hashem's light opens up. The more we, it's like in relationships, the more we invite someone into our heart, the more the person lives in our heart. You know, certain people just block people out of themselves. But if you let someone into yourself, the more you connect, a billion times, the more you let Hashem into yourself. How do you let him into yourself? But you live and you know, I am alive today. And the things that are going is, this is the will of Hashem. That makes the harshness, the lekim, turns it into rachman, turns it into to the compassion, and it becomes tolerable. See, I always tell myself all the time, when people don't have faith, I don't know how they live. I don't know, because life is really painful. Some, some people have a much, much painful life. Some people, it's unbearable sorrows they go through. But we all have pain. The question is, sometimes the pain is great, sometimes it's quiet for a few years, sometimes there's a turmoil. But 
life, life is pain. That's what it is. And how, you know, how do you live happily? But if you know this is what it's meant to be, that Hashem is dear, and this is the plan of Hashem, and there's an ultimate, and He's dear, that's called Amtukas Adina. And what's amazing is, the more you believe in that, the more Hashem helps you. Because a Muna Betochen works like a, sh- a shadow. It follows you. So you, you, the more you believe and you tell yourself, Hashem knows my pain, and He will help me climb out of the plane. It'll help me get to anything. The more you tell yourself, the more you're going to be helped. There's a very famous story of the times of the Rizal. There was a very, very simple guy, a bricklayer. And his back, he was working, his back was hurt. He stopped his wagon, sat down, and asked him, why do you sit down? My back is hurting me, so what are you waiting for? I heard the rabbi say, Shabbos and the if you have betochen Nashem, he'll help you. Guy passes by a few minutes later. He says, how much would you pay me to carry the bricks? The guy was going to, some guy, whatever, passed by, he was going to take pennies for it. And, and it was a big Talmud Chochem who watched the scene, and he started crying. And he went to, to the Alchuch, who said the drosh, he says, Rebbe, the simple bricklayer, you know, bricklayer is like one of very simple, not smart, simple, not educated, had such betochen, how come I don't have it? I'm a learned person. She said a very powerful, very powerful insightfulness. Simple people don't think about much. We are intellectual. We think maybe, maybe yes, maybe not, maybe this, maybe that. You know, our mind is always wandering. He says, he was simple. It's like the Apostolic says, you take a stick, you put it to Tekati Yosef, a stick in a very firm ground, and it stands. You put it to the ground that's sand, it's not going to stand. He says, when you have questions, the stick is shaking. He has no questions. The Rebbe said, the Rebbe said, the Rebbe said, you have betochen in Hashem, he'll help you. The more betochen you have, the more Hashem will help you. Doesn't, you know, doesn't mean that money is going to come down your chimney. You know, like, I mean, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden you can hit the jackpot. But it means that the Bani will help you in your situation. This is the, uh, uh, the, the word elakim. That means uh, the word ela imi. The, if your person, that's what Hashem says. I want to put ela, these things, be kid boy, in the me, because me represents din. Hashem is not here. I don't want to know who is he. Hashem says, I want, you know what I want, Paroi? There should be Elekim, there should be Eila. When that's going to be finally, he's going to see the light. See, Hashem hardened his heart. You know, it's one of the most amazing things. See, the Hashem created the world. We shall have a free will to do what we want. You have a total free will. To do or not to do. Whatever we do in life. If you, if you make a bracha, you don't make a bracha. If you're nice, you're not nice. We have a free will. Sometimes it's difficult to exercise the free will. Sometimes it's, you know, you don't want, you know, the Yitzhahara is there and annoying you and it's a habit and it's a, you don't want to look silly. Whatever the situation, but it doesn't mean you cannot do it. I always ask myself and the people, 
if I were to give you a million dollars, would you be able to do it? I was uh, teasing a bunch of bachelors who were not getting married, and I used to tease them, I used to tell them, if for $10 million, would you find a wife? In, a, in, a, in, a, in six months, they would tell me, in six weeks, Rabbi, not six months. Uh, six weeks, I'll have a wife. Now, if they can't find a wife, it's because they, they're not motivated. If you tell the guy, if you get married in six weeks, you get $10 million, they're going to find a wife right away and they get married. And they'll be happy afterwards, too. It is, it, 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 forget about getting married. And anything that you want to overcome. You know, like, uh, anything. You have, the free will is in your hands all the time. The Rebbein Shemdita Paroi, he made the ultimate din. You cannot do what you want to do. Part of Paroi, they told him, King, don't you see that Mitzrayim is getting destroyed? Do you think he didn't notice it? But that was the ultimate din that he couldn't exercise his free will. But then what happened? The Rebbein Shemdita afterwards, Hashem took away his hardening, and Paroi just... That's the most amazing thing about the parasha that Hashem tells Paroi, Moshe Beni tells the Paroi in the name of Hashem. I want to tell you something. You don't want to send them out, but let me tell you what's going to happen. All firstborns are going to be dying. All of them. Now imagine, you have, I always tell this Moshe Nishun, you have a homeless with long hair, smelling hor- horrible, and tells you the river is going to turn into blood. And it turns into blood. He predicted it happened. And then he says there are going to be a billion frogs. I don't know who the guy is, but whatever he predicts becomes true. Eight times, nine times, and finally tells you the old firstborn is going to die, I would just run. I mean, I don't know who he is, but his record is um, crystal clear. You know, he might be nuts, he might be long here, he might smell, but he, what he predicts is, Paroi, here, here's all these things. And he's being told, all your firstborn are going to die. Um, then all of a sudden, when it happens, he starts screaming, get out of here. I had enough. But the Rebbe showed him that ultimate midisadin is that you cannot exercise, exercise your free will. The ultimate midisrachman really is that we have the free will in our hands. We can exercise we, the right thing to do. That's a gift. You know, I don't, we don't realize this. We're not, we're, we're, we are not, you know, animals. We are intellect, intelligent people, and we decide in a conscious way. We, the challenge is we have a Yitzhahara and overcome it and to become better, a better person, daven better, be connected to Hashem better. But that's totally our free will. We have the free will in your hands all day long. It's very important. And the more you realize that, the more rachmem you have. And the more you realize that Hashem is with you and is helping you exercise your free will, the more you mamtik, it's called, and see this, it's called as mamtik hadinam. means the pain of life gets softened. Gets, gets less and less. That's why he says, there's a passing in Tilim. He said, me, in the end of Kapitel Tess, um, Talks about the four people have to thank Hashem. Me Who is going to watch Ela? 
This bainini and think about Chazde Hashem. Me, explain to me, it comes from Elikim, which is then Yishmoid. He's going to watch Eila. He's going to always watch the Eila. He's going to watch everything as Hashem. Then you're going to see his bainini. You have to understand the Chazde Hashem in your life. Because most of us don't feel that way. Most of us don't feel lucky. No one wakes up in the morning and says, Boy, am I lucky. We wake up in the morning thinking, I should have won the jackpot. That would have been good, helpful. That's what we think. Instead of saying, wow, it's another day. I woke up a beautiful Sunday. And it doesn't come by itself. The Pusik says you have to be zboinini. You have to think, make it a conscientious thing. And the truth is, there is such, I think to myself sometimes, we are, we are, we don't even realize how good Hashem is to us. No one goes plowing in the fields. My mother, this should be well, when I was young, described to me how life was at home. This is in, she lived in the village, which, you know, even though something people lived in the cities, it was easier, but it was a generation before, before industrial revolution. What it meant her mother had to make bread every day. Make bread. And it wasn't a machine that made the dough. When I was very young, I, I volunteered to do the dough Friday, the challah. My mother covered Chavos made challah. And you know what I mean? We had to do it by hand. And you had to, you had to make yeast. And, you know, we, we quetch. We want only this type of a flour. And, you know, we, they don't have that exact flour that I wanted. Very disappointing. Ralph's doesn't carry the flour that I wanted. And I have to go to the dollar store. That's, we, that's, how we, um, that's the reality how our life works, is we don't realize the chesed of Hashem in our life. And, if in, and even in the goodness, there's always breakthroughs that you watch all the time. You're able to see the chasdei Hashem. You see how good Hashem is to us in our pain, in the difficulties, in the horrible difficulties. You know, like, you know, let it be a financial health and, you know, pain. In all that, there's always good and kindness of Hashem. And the truth is, in the ultimate pain is also good. We just don't see it. Right now, we only feel the pain. Taking the two-year-old and making him have a bath, anyone who has watched, you know, taking two, is screaming, I don't want a bath, and puts up the tantrum. And you tell the child, you need a bath. I don't need a bath, and I'm not going under the bath. But be smelling, I want to smell. I watched my grandchild doing that. I want to smell tonight. So, so but in his mind, the two-year-old doesn't know what mom wants from her. What does mommy want from me? What does she want? That the same thing as we. We don't see the big picture. We only see a tiny picture. We see the tiny picture in our life, in our world, and we come very mitzumtzum, so it becomes extremely annoying. We don't see the great picture, what this really is going on. So, you know, this is very important, because the Rabban, at the end of the Pasha, says a very, you said, how you say this, he says, the Yisod, a Yisodis of Yitzis Mitzrayim, 
is we should realize that everything is bashed. It's called nisim nistorum, hidden miracles. The hidden miracles means the sun is going to set tonight in a normal way, and you know. But the, who you met, how you're going to meet, how how the business is going to go, and how you know. So every everything in life is it's you think that just by the way it happened, nothing happens. It's exactly the way it's supposed to be happening. Exactly what sometimes you don't pay attention. When you start paying attention, it's amazing. I, I don't know if I said this over many, many years ago. I met a person in Beverly Hills, and he told me this amazing story. He said to me before the war, he lived in Lodge, that's a big city in, in Poland, and his father was wealthy with him, and they owned the lumber yard. And they were not religious. They became not, unfortunately, the many Jews became not religious. He became not religious. He said to me, and I came out to America, after I survived the war, I would have been less religious. He said, I started speak, speaking to people how I survived. But literally, he says, after a while, I said, it doesn't make sense. You know, like he was, a few of the stories are written down that how... He was standing in front of the bridge, and he needed to escape. And he, you know, and and he was walking with with non-Jews, and it was very clear that he looked hungry because he escaped from the camp, and he looked famished, and he didn't look like he belonged there. Uh, but he had no choice because if he stayed behind, they were going to catch him. So he's crossing the bridge. At that moment, when there was two Nazi soldiers there, they had a joke and they started laughing. They looked away and he just walked right through them. He says, that's one of the stories. He says, whenever I think about it, and he says, it's just, I'm, I'm awed. Just as I'm walking, one, he didn't understand the German joke, what it was. They were joking when they said, they were laughing, you know, how people laugh. And they just, he just walked by. And people were shocked. They thought they were convinced he was, they're going to stop him. He, he looked like a prisoner. He didn't look like the many. So he finally realized to himself, there is God. And became religious. And the truth is, that, like in a, that was horrible situation. But in your own life, you have to believe that everything is bashed. Your pain and your celebration and your, you know... Whatever, whatever you're going through, the pain that you have and others don't have, I always tell to myself, we are custom-made by Hashem. You know, you have cars, custom-made. You know what I mean? I, I'm not familiar, but I had a guy come to my office, and he was annoyed that he has to live up to, he's a Persian, and he wants to, I was asking me, he and his wife want to move away. And he tells me, come on, let me show you what kind of driving. I don't know, he was driving with Save on the side. He says, custom made. He says, why is this custom made? I don't understand cars. He says, they only make a certain amount of these cars. So I paid who? I didn't want to tell me how much you paid. I, don't, I didn't, couldn't tell it what the difference in this car or another car. But, but in, his, in his Michigas, he was telling me, it is, if I don't, I'm living with my family here, this is such a pressure. Right? But I always tell people, we are custom made by Hashem. There is no two of us. I have a twin brother. He's different than I am. There's no two people alike. No people ever, you know, no ever looked alike, will look alike. No two ever people have the same experience. If two people have the same pain, 
a toothache, a heartache, a shidduchameik, whatever the ache is. They're a totally different experience. I watch sometimes some of my children, when, if they would got to know after shidduch, some said, nothing, it wasn't. I remember one of my children was just, whoa. And you know, she watched the sisters that uh, it wasn't like that. But every person is by them, it's a different meaning. Every person. And that is also custom made by Hashem. So the more you are aware about Hashem in your life, the more the life becomes sweet. The more you could say, life is sweet. It's a pleasure to get up. It's a pleasure to live today. And Nachman said always, not only every person is custom made, there is no two seconds in the world ever the same. The Rabbani Shalom keeps on making changes. Today is a day that never existed. It's not today is like last Sunday. It's, you know, it's like the same card. You know, it's not. It's a total different Sunday. And our experience today is going to be totally different. So what we, you know, the, but how does this happen? The way to internalize this is you must make time for yourself. Take time for yourself and talk to Hashem. You sit down and one of the things that we are so blessed we have time. There were times when people had to work from daybreak till it got dark just to have what to eat. They didn't have time to quetch that the flour is not the right flour, just to, just to eat. You just have food. Baruch Hashem, we, are, we have the time. The proof to is how many hours people waste on the internet, on the, on the, on the silliness. So take just time. I know it takes discipline. But you, once you do it, you'll see it's so sweet. There's a purpose in life. And your things fall into place. And you, have a, you speak to Hashem. And God is really, really listening to you. And He loves when we talk to Him. And especially when we tell Him, I want to get close to you. You tell Hashem, here I am, I'm living a life, I want to make it spiritual, I want to feel close to you, I want to feel your love, and I want to love you, I want to fear you, I want to do the right thing. You know, moms would appreciate, you know, the children quetch, and when you have children, they quetch, and all of a sudden, one of the children says, Mom, I really want to have a good relationship with you. You know, they would stop in the tracks and do everything that should happen. I mean, it's true. That's the power of, of, of the bunch of also that way. You know, everyone quetches, he, and he listens to everyone's quetch. Never gets tired of people quetching. He wants we should turn to him. But when you tell him, I need this because then I could dive him better, I'd be closer to you. So this is extremely important. Is to take time for yourself. And just sit down 
And that will make what we call a weirdness in your mind that everything is bashed in the Rebbein Shlami. Everything. Someone also asked me, you know, how much, he was talking about how much does she give up, Gashmias, and uh, he had a, a misunderstanding about certain things in Chassidus especially. So I told him, in this week's Pasha, there's a very profound thing in the week's Pasha. The first mitzvah the Jewish nation did together was the Karvan Pesach. You know that? The first mitzvah that Hashem told Moshe, Avram Avini was bris mila. But the second mitzvah, which they did it as a Jewish nation, the second Hashem said, I want you to come Pesach. Now the carbon Pesach was done because of Marcus Bechiris. Hashem said, I want to make the firstborn of Mitzrayim die. I want to make sure no firstborn of the Jews are going to die. And I want you to take the blood of the carbon Pesach and put it on the two the mezuzahs and on top. And that should be a sign that no mashris, no destroyers, angels of destruction will come and the Jewish home should be safe. Now, to explain it just a little bit to understand this, because unfortunately the Jewish people also worshipped Tabay Dezorah Mitzrayim. They picked up Tabay Dezorah. They believed in Hashem, but they picked up... Idol, a certain idol worshippings also. And Rabbanisha wanted, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the Mekatrek is called the prosecutor in heaven, said they don't deserve to live. They worship Vaidizura. Hashem says they're going to do the mitzvah come Pesach. This is going to keep them safe. So the first mitzvah that Klausel did to come Pesach, not only is a sign of becoming a Jewish nation, is to save lives, is to live. Shem wanted that all firstborns should live. And all firstborns, nothing happened, lived. See, the mitzvahs that Hashem gave us is to give us life. Some of them we understand, some we don't understand. We don't understand why we need tzitzis. We don't understand why we can't wait climb. But we have to believe all the mitzvahs that Hashem gives us is life. And if you think about it, if you take time to think about it, the creator of the universe is the one who told us to keep Shabbos. Ever think about it? The one who created the entire universe, the sun, the moon, the 700 billion cluster stars that you see out there. That's just a tiny speck, which is mind-boggling, and we can't wrap our mind around it. The creator of this incredible earth, that there's so much in this world, he's the one who told us to keep Shabbos. Aren't we lucky? You know, there's, there's a very famous story. There was a guy in the times of Moshe Galant, it was about 500 years ago, in Tzvas. And he was able to tell people, he got sick, they would ask him to pray, and he would say, you're going to live and you're going to die. 
This was an Arab. And he was right. This didn't make sense. There was a god called the Moshe Galanta, and he says it doesn't make sense. How in the world can it be a non-Jew could go and pray and predict you're going to live, you're not going to live. And whenever he predicted, he never, it was never to, uh, made a mistake. You're going to live, and they lived. Are you going to die? It was death. So it's a long story how he convinced them to tell him the secret. Now, this Arab said to him, I want you to fast a few days, and, and I have a room in my back of my house. I build a hut, a hut, a small house, a small room, and as soon as we open the curtain, you must bow down. He says, but I cannot buy it. I don't know what's there. No, no, you, we're going to bow down to the creator of the universe. I right there what the guy's talking about. And he fasted, and he told him to imagine. The guy tells him, do tshuva. And he goes to the back, and he opens the curtain, and on the wall is the name of Hashem, the Yud, and the He, and the Vav, and the He. He says, you know who that is? That's the name of the creative universe. My father told me the secret. He had it so sacred, he thought no one knew it. Uh, and, his, uh, and he said, whenever I pray, and I come in, and the letters shine, I know the person's going to live. If the letters don't shine, I know the person's going to die. Like he was so awed, he knows this, the name of the creator of the universe. Never think about it. That creator told us to keep Shabbos. Isn't it great? Isn't it great today? I always think to myself, to have a purpose of living. Today is going to be a day. It's not going to be, you know, just walking around and, you know, fine. I don't know, I don't know what people secular will do and, you know, go window shopping or go shopping and don't go shopping or watch the football or don't watch the football. I mean, they make it. It's an important thing to watch the football. What's, if you have nothing in life, that becomes so much. We imagine, we know what life is about. Your life is to be connected to Hashem. That's what your life is all about. And to, to, to fight the Yetzirah. And to do the right thing. So even though we fail sometimes, that's what Hashem wants. It's like, go play football. I want you to go out on the field and play. Don't stay home. Now, sometimes you gain a few yards, sometimes you lose a few yards. But I, I, I always tell the men, the only problem that we have, we don't hear the cheering every time we overcome a little bit. I was told that 80,000 people, 100,000 people in the football game cheer. Imagine there's a million angels cheering every time you overcome something that the Eight says, now you overcome it. And you, you, if we would hear the chain, we'd turn deaf. That's a powerful theory. The Zoya says the angels every time cheer, wow! The reason we don't hear it, otherwise we'll lose our free will. There'll be no, you know, of course you know. So, the more you take time for yourself, the more you talk to Hashem, the more you realize that Hashem is with you, and the more you realize life is sweet. With all our pains, 
You could turn life into a very sweet. Focus on the goodness. Me, Chocham, Yishmar Eila. Eila, watch the good things what Hashem is doing to you. The Eila means you watch how Hashem is really. Eila is so many good things happening. I always say a small motion, but this is so true in so many instances. It's just amazing. I was a long time ago, when I was a newlywed, my first child. First child has a 15-year-old daughter already. But, uh, so, uh, and I remember I was a, a newlywed. I got married when I was young. And my, my closest friend then had the same time of babies I had. And, you know, babies cry, earache, and anyone knows that's part of having a baby. What happened was his uncle came to visit him. Lakewood, we were living in Lakewood, and his uncle says to him, asks him, you know, like, uh, why are you so fetchy? You look so drawn. He says, you know, the baby had a earache, and I was awake half the night. I took shift, my wife was awake half the night. We took shifts to take care of the baby. And I'm so, that's, I'm so fetchy, and I was so in a bad mood. His uncle started crying. And he says, I wish I could have a baby that would cry on my shoulder all night long. He never had children. So what you are so quetchy about, I remember hearing this. I was very young, and it made such an impact on me. Because I was also, when the baby cries, and the whole day, you know, I was a newlywed too, and I remember having the first child, and it keeps you awake all night, and the next day you are. And he cried, his uncle started crying, he says, I wish I would, be, I would have a baby awake all night and keep me awake. But we as new fathers, they look at it that way. Ay, the baby has an earache. We couldn't sleep all night. It was just terrible. How are we going to function? You know, young people especially think it's the end of the world. They didn't sleep half a night. Then, you know, it's, it's, uh, the world is falling apart. I mean, the, the roof is going to cave in. Young, it's, uh, but in the reality, if you don't look at the whole picture, you know, and I remember then, that means if you study the whole picture, it's a joke that a baby cried. Very often, that's why the person is boiling You have to think about the chesed of Hashem. You don't see it always right away. So when I was, my first approach was, I know what happens when a baby cries. It's just a... Uh, squealing and then, you know, and when they misbehave, and then you have teenagers, you know what I mean? I, I till today's day, loved the years when my daughters were teenagers. I recently told someone that is all annoyed, he says, I used to love Fridays, I used to argue on the brush with my hairbrush, and you didn't brush it, and you did brush it, and, but for honesty, my wife was annoyed, and you guys have to fight all the time, and I was just happy. There were girls fighting. So it, the, way, it, the way you look at things, it's the, way you, you, it's the way you look at things. Because if you look at the picture, Bar Hashem. <laughs> girls are fighting. Other people would love to have girls are fighting. But others become so annoyed and the neighbors are going to hear you arguing and what they're going to think about you. I used to tell my wife, they think we have a normal house. 
<laughs> that's what they're going to think. But, but if, you're, if you don't look at the whole picture, you lose. That's what it puts his boinini. When you're in pain, you have to tell yourself, there is some good out of it. Sometimes you see the good, some you don't know. You have a toothache. I have no idea why I need to have a toothache. Doesn't mean I'm going to find now the reason. But I have to believe in the toothache, this great chesed of Hashem. Sometimes we'll find it, sometimes we'll never find it. Sometimes it takes years later that you had to go through a hard time. Now I know why I needed that. I could help others or it made me a better person. I once had a doctor who told me bluntly that he was young, he was 28, 29 years old, Mamish right at a medical school, and he, got, and he was already a doctor for two, three years, and he came down with cancer, and 80% of that cancer, those days, 28 years ago, whenever, was not gonna make it. So he had 20% chance of staying alive. And he had chemotherapy, which there was no side for the side effects medication. He was, he told me, one hell. But he's alive today. He says, do you know that I became a much better doctor? I was arrogant, he told me himself. I was an arrogant, you know, and didn't have the best bets. It changed my whole entire being. Not always do we see it that way. He was able to see it. And he was, you know, not he's a, you know, I don't know if he keeps Shabbos or not. I'm not sure how religious he is. But the point is he was able to always, I heard this from one of the this thing, change them. Sometimes we don't know why. Sometimes we won't know till Mashiach comes or to become next world. But the faith that you have in it knows there's a reason why you have to have this pain. See, if you walk around with a pain, you don't know why, it is extremely annoying. Why me? Well, one teenager asked me, where was Hashem? He was molested, and he once asked me, where was God? He, you know, he was in such enormous pain. Pain is, you know, it's very hard when a person has pain, doesn't know why, and it's very but the more you believe in Hashem, and you know this is custom made for you, then you could take the challenge of life. So what I want to encourage you all is to take time. We are rich in time, every one of us. I know the Eitzhahara says to you, well, I don't have, we all have time. 20 minutes, take time, 20 minutes, and close, close the door. Turn on your, off your cell phone. The man Hashem, the most distracting thing is the cell phone. And just sit and talk to Hashem. And tell him exactly what's on your mind. And tell him, if, if you can't talk, you just say, here, I came to speak to you. I don't know what to say to you. I'm in enormous pain, confusion, or I, I don't know what to start with. And you'll see, the more you do it, the more life would, have a, would be sweet to live. And not saying, oh, it's another day. Oh, it's another Sunday. Ay, 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 ay. Wow, I have a, another day to live. Lots of people didn't wake up this morning. Everyone in this room, their age, there are people in your age who did not wake up this morning. We did. 
That means we are wanted. Shem says, I want you. So I hope, and another thing I shouldn't forget, don't forget to smile all day long. You'll see if you fake it, you'll make it. Okay.